Hey guys, welcome to another episode of So Dramatic. I am back better than ever after a very short hiatus from our juicy jam-packed episode after we had Lana take over to spill the tea last Friday about her ex-girlfriend Amanda Mikolev. Who could forget? But don't worry, I am back bigger than a friend's reunion and hotter than the Benefar reunion. So today we have two weeks worth of tea to spill in this episode and what a week or two it's been. For starters, the Australian media watchdog has announced it will be formally investigating Married at First Sight, praise be. More on that later in the show. Then, the original Married at First Sight misogynist, Dean Wells, claimed that he was unfairly edited on, wait for it, Dancing with the Stars. Yes. It is so crazy to think that Dean thinks that even on a show where you literally just dance on a stage and then go home that you can somehow get a bad edit. But you do you, Dean. That wasn't even the most shocking thing Dean said this week. Firstly, I am a feminist and I believe in true equality. If Dean is Australia's biggest feminist, that must make me Donald Trump or something because everyone always says that all I do is report fake news. But don't worry, everyone. I always bring the receipts. Coming up today, Bachelor and Maths alumni spotted in the wild. A lot of, shall we say, Randy reality stars giving it a go on dating apps. I'll tell you who to look out for when you're swiping right. Bryce is still on the hunt for new job prospects and he's got a rather modern way of going about it. I will tell you the surprising career move he's planning to make. Besides this, there is so much below deck gossip again this week, more intel about the crew and the second charter that had a rather familiar face on board. A former reality star has taken the plunge in what will be their third reality TV stint. Big Brother Charlotte has found herself caught up in a reality TV influencer love triangle, full details on that, and Kieran Stott's debut on The Swedish Bachelorette. It looks like he might actually have a chance to steal her heart after all. Despite not knowing the language, not the language of love, he definitely knows that one, but I will explain why I think he's in with a very good chance to take home her final rose. Plus the Big Brother cover-up that could prove the entire show is rigged. Yes, that is super, super explosive. I've got all the details on that. And later on in the show, I readdress those rumors about Christina from Big Brother's secret boyfriend, who's apparently not her boyfriend, but is he? I cover all bases to get to the bottom of this unsolved mystery. Plus, at the very end of the episode, I have a massive surprise for you all. I am going to reveal Big Brother's top three finalists. So stick around for that and hashtag gamble responsibly as always. So much drama, so little time. Let's get into the show. But you're like the last person we can tell things to. You want to know something? I have some dirt. So juicy. Let's start with our celebrity sightings of the week. There have been quite a few. Spotted Tim Sims at Port Douglas Markets helping a local store advertise their scrunchies. He's bloody tall. 
Oh, that is such wholesomeness from Tim Sims for a change. We love to see it. New career path for Tim, maybe. Spotted Michael Goonan up to his usual antics. This so dramatic spy said, Hey, I just saw Michael from Maths in Adelaide and called him a... <laughs> see you next Tuesday. He tried to justify his actions on Maths. What was that, like a year ago, two years ago? Then invited me to join a threesome with his Adelaide girlfriend. Yikes. Apparently, he has girlfriends in a few states that also know about each other. I turned him down and he left straight away, laughing face emoji. (laughs) Wow. If this actually happened, it seems like Michael is up to the same tricks he was on Married at First Sight. I guess a fuckboy can't change its spots after all. Spotted Kira Maguire's ex-boyfriend and Love Island star Matt Zikowski on dating app Hinge. Look, his profile isn't that exciting. All he says on it is, I geek out on Star Wars. And then he's filled the rest of his profile up with his best modeling shots. Gotta put your best foot forward, I guess. Spotted Reese Chilton, also on dating app Hinge this week. Now, he's the villain from Georgia Love Season, you may have forgotten him by now, who told her that he wasn't ready to find love and only wanted fame, resulting in her dumping him from the show after his very honest admission. You might also remember Reese from when he copped backlash after he unleashed on fat people and went on a tirade against the body positivity movement. Fun fact, Reese was actually previously banned from another dating app, Tinder. So seems like he's trying his luck on a new platform. He says on his Hinge profile, a random fact I love is I'm basically window shopping. If I message you, I must really want to chat to you. Wow. Viewing women as a sport like window shopping seems very on brand for Reese. Actually, there were quite a few celebrities spotted on Hinge this week. Ryan Gallagher from Maths. Tommy Little from The Project, Love Island star Josh Packham, Troy Del Merge from Maths. I will share a gallery on Instagram of all of these profiles and you can choose whether you'd swipe right for any of them. Spotted Jessica Power and Co. So a very unlikely Married at First Sight quartet, I guess you would call it. Jessica Power, Cameron Dunn, Casey Osborne and her new beau Jason Engler. Looks like Married at First Sight villains stick together, even in the real world. And it looks like Casey and Jess, who have had a very long-running famous feud, infamous feud, I should say, have managed to patch up their differences overnight. One so dramatic spy said, Hi, Megan. Sorry, I know that you require photographic evidence, but I was posing for the camera when they passed by. I just saw Casey and Jason walking into the QT Hotel on the Gold Coast holding hands. Another spy who also saw the new couple wrote, did just catch an elevator with Casey and Jason, then spotted them making out in a pool. Now I've shared the video of them in the pool on my Instagram at sodramaticpodcast underscore. Go and check it out. During this weekend, the four of them also shared a number of videos and snaps from the night, which I've also put up on Instagram. I then had a number of people writing in asking if Jessica and her housemate Cameron were an item. And when I asked Jess about it, she said no, they are just friends. Good to know. Thank you for the confirmation, Jess. Spotted Amanda Mikolaf out and about on the Gold Coast. <laughs> Let's just hope she didn't have the paps trailing behind her this time. The So Dramatic Spy said, Amanda just walked into Miss Money Pennies. 
Now, this sighting comes after her ex-girlfriend Lana came on the podcast last week to spill the tea about their split. Go back and listen to episode 79 for that explosive drama if you haven't already. You will thank me later. I had so many people writing in saying that that was by far their most favorite episode ever. Now, while we're on that topic, let me quickly play for you Amanda's response to Lana coming on the podcast. So you want to be in the public eye, do you? Are you sure about that? I'm going to share with you five things that you will never be prepared for. There's a good chance you're going to fall out with family. Your family may or may not agree with you either going on reality TV or you posting about the stuff that you are posting. If you have a voice, your family will most likely not agree with it. You will lose some of your closest friends that you have known forever and a day. Why? Probably because they are seriously jealous about where you're now at and could never possibly dream about doing what you do. You will be friends with people that you never could have possibly imagined you'd be friends with and these people will help you get through some of the darkest times of your life. Let's talk about lovers. Be careful who you trust and take public on your platform. Anything you do or say can and will be used against you. Business opportunity. Yes, you will get lots of free stuff. Awesome. Don't expect to be thrown into a rocket off to Hollywood because that's not going to happen unless you're really fucking unique at, for whatever reason or you have some form of unique acting talent. Calm down. You might get a little bit of free shit but don't go on reality TV just for extra clout. Take it with a grain of salt because what's about to come your way is you are going to cop more hate, jealousy, trolls, judgment, criticism than you could ever possibly imagine. The question is, are you ready for it? And if so, what supports do you have in place? Think twice before going on reality TV. It is serious business and can have detrimental effects on your mental health. Amanda is honestly the gift that keeps on giving. I have to say, I actually think that she's possibly my favorite reality TV contestant ever. She's the best character. Like, you could not make this shit up. She's a Martin Scorsese dream. Now, in more breaking news about Amanda. I was told this week that GoFundMe famous Amanda is actually in the process of moving back to Melbourne after landing a job down there. So we all know that Amanda started a GoFundMe page to fund her very urgent relocation to the Gold Coast amid the coronavirus pandemic last year. In the process, she pocketed a whopping $6,000, including a rather generous donation from an 18-year-old woman. And she has only been on the Gold Coast for less than a year, about eight to nine months, actually, I believe. So let's just watch this space and see if she creates a similar GoFundMe to fund her and her beloved cat Smokies move from the Gold Coast to Melbourne. Hashtag deja vu. Spotted Bryce Rutherford applying for new jobs. Not on seek like a normal person would do, but via Instagram DMs. He loves a good old Instagram DM, our friend Bryce. Two fellow journalists contacted me this week saying that Bryce had been hitting them up on the social media platform looking for employment opportunities at their work and asking if they know about any vacant positions in the industry. One said that he's trying to get into sports broadcasting. Another said that he's still trying to get back into radio. Now, this is where it gets interesting. (laughs) The plot thickens. A third source dished to So Dramatic that Bryce had applied for a role at their work. The role is, wait for it, influencer and partnerships manager for fashion brands. (laughs) Maybe he was inspired by Fashion Week. Who knows? Maybe that explains why he did a fake Culture Kings and Adidas sponsorship post on his Instagram this week. He's trying to make it as a fashion influencer, guys. 
but he went on the show for love, remember? Bryce, a little reminder that LinkedIn or Seek is how non-influencers get jobs, just in case this career path doesn't quite take off for you. Actually, Bryce changed his tune big time about his stance on influencing this week. First, he told the Today Show that he wasn't going to be an influencer. Want to just do that and gossip about our relationship, but hey, uh, it's kind of nice at the same time too, because all they're doing is building our profile for when we finish the show. So thanks, guys. Okay, is that, okay. Why, is that why you're in this? Yeah, that, it's that's, all for that's publicity. That's a problem there. With that level that we're going to become some sort of influencer. Bryce is suggesting it is a career path move. Uh, it was that, it was that, that was a dead set joke, guys. Yeah. <laughs> but this week on his podcast. He said that he deserved to be an influencer after what he went through on Married at First Sight. And him and Melissa said that it was their prize. About this, because we sort of laughed before doing a reality TV show at people that would go through and do this. But now that we have gone through that experience ourselves, you kind of think, you know what? Fair play to people that actually influence products or become like an influencer of some sorts because it's kind of a reward for what you've gone through for all that hard work it's not just two months on the tv it's not three months of filming a show it's literally maybe 12 to 18 months of your life yep bryce 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 i don't even know what to say here i have no funny jokes left about bryce i am all out no words nothing left to say oh my god oh my god This week I had a super, super juicy tip-off about Below Deck, Down Under, which is currently filming in Airlie Beach, and some problems that arose during their first charter. The eyewitness tells So Dramatic, Firstly, I enjoy your podcast and I'm so stoked that you're covering some Below Deck. I'm currently in Airlie Beach working on a boat and I watched them film their first episode today. They had issues with the boat and didn't leave the dock until tonight. The charter was still going ahead. I saw the guests enjoy their jet skis and whatnot. I can also confirm that the captain is Australian and from my stalking abilities, I couldn't recognize any old below deck stars. I believe the first charter guests were Australian, but couldn't really confirm just based on what accents I could try to pick out. Also, the boat's name is a disguise. Its real name is Kerry Lee 3. So we have already established that on a previous episode. The boat's name is Thalassa, Greek for sea. I've also gone into detail about the crew in a previous episode and also covered who was on the first charter. They were a mix of Aussies and Americans, so she's very close. Now let's talk about the crew again this week. I have some more intel on who is going to be holding the fort out at sea. As mentioned last week, Aisha is returning as a member of the interior. She will also be joined by Magda Zayamek and Tumi Malongo. Benny Crawley is a deckhand and Ryan McEwen is the chef. Now, I previously reported that we thought chef Leon Walker was going to be on the boat as he was spotted in Hamilton Island where the boat was docked, but I've done some further digging on this this week and apparently he is currently working there on another boat. Very weird coincidence. What are the odds? This week, Below Deck took out another charter and on board as a guest was none other than Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise star Jimmy Trethwit for his third reality TV stint. They're going to have to rename the show Below Deck in Paradise or something. Now, Jimmy was there with eight other mates. A source explains to So Dramatic how Jimmy ended up on the boat, saying he was there with the Boss Hunting publication. They were approached by producers because they were scrambling for guests. So the boss hunting crew agreed and took a few friends along with them. Lucky Jimmy. 
Now, they were showing off their little getaway this week on Instagram. You might have seen it. They were going out on the jet skis, drinking the bar dry and having a hell of a good time. So I cannot wait to see what they got up to during that trip. I will post some of those videos that they took during the stay on Instagram at So Dramatic Podcast. Go and check them out. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This week on Big Brother, sadly, we saw mob mother Mary Carla leave the Big Brother house. And when she left, she gave the ultimate shade to Marley, refusing to hug him and say goodbye. She simply was like, thanks, Marley. Now that happened after he put her up for elimination as a safe bet. But he was actually blindsided by the other contestants and it did result in her being sent packing back to the Califatitas headquarters. Now, in the wake of this, one contestant has claimed that Mary is not happy with how she was portrayed on the show. They told So Dramatic, Mary is pissed. (laughs) She got no airtime and such a bad edit towards the end. You've literally got Martha's mum. Why wouldn't you milk that? Martha is on another channel and she's a huge celeb. They should have taken way more advantage of that. Mary was one of the funniest on the show and her hilarious personality wasn't shown. They should be milking her and hyping her up from the start. It was such a waste. Yeah, she can't win challenges, but half the game is strategic. Now, I also noticed that Mary had turned off comments on her post this week after people started trolling her on the main page for not hugging Marley goodbye. And on the latest Big Brother posts, Mary also liked a number of comments that indicated Danny was being favoured on the show and comments that insinuated a lot went down that we didn't get to see. Now, one viewer actually reached out to Mary and asked her why she didn't hug Marley. And then they leaked her response, which read, I am so close with Marley, so believe what you want. I was asked not to hug him from production. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So Mary was told not to hug Marley by production. That just goes against everything that the show is supposed to be about. It's not supposed to be a highly edited show. Crazy. Producers up to their dirty little tricks again. Why are we even surprised? One contestant who I approached to shed light on this situation said that this scene when Mary left wasn't actually as it seemed. They told So Dramatic, Marley was so traumatized by what happened. He felt so bad and so responsible. Him and Mary were really, really close in the house. Mary was like his mother, the same as Tilly. When she left, she gave Tilly an evil eye and she gave Marley a Jesus cross to look after him. They did say goodbye eventually. Mary said that she would have given her spot on the show to either of them and walked out if it meant that they could stay. They are all still friends now. Mary still supports Marley and has forgiven him. She wants him to win. Now, I'm actually going to go in deeper onto this whole saga with the cover-up of Mary and a little incident involving Danny and Charlotte's eviction. So make sure you listen to that. I am going to split that up into a separate episode all on its own because there is so much to cover. It is so scandalous, so juicy. I just had to give it a whole entire episode. So make sure you go and look at that if you're into Big Brother. Oh my God. Oh my God. Speaking of Big Brother, it seems that the reality TV incest circle knows no bounds and also expands to influencers. Big Brother intruder Charlotte McChrystal was previously embroiled in a scandal involving an influencer swimwear designer, Brittany Lee Saunders. A source close to Charlotte tells So Dramatic, Charlotte used to date Australian singer and influencer slash internet personality, Jacko Brazier. He was cheating on his girlfriend and influencer, Brittany Lee Saunders, and Charlotte didn't know. Whoa, juicy. Now this insider intel checks out because 
On a YouTube video dating back to 2016 that Britney posted called I Was Two Timed, she talks about an anonymous Facebook message she received from someone who claimed that their twin was dating the same guy that Britney was. The video goes on to say that the guy had been using Britney as a publicity stunt to get more followers on social media. Turns out that the guy in question, Jacko, would fly from New South Wales to Charlotte's home in Melbourne and was essentially dating the two girls at once. Britney says that she dated this guy for a few months after this all came out. So once again, secret girlfriends are a must if you want to be involved in reality TV, guys. Take note. Even if you yourself are the secret girlfriend in question. Now, Charlotte and Britney have both moved on from their secret shared boyfriend. And once again, the reality TV and influencer mashup is still the top hit. But the reality TV pyramid doesn't end there. Charlotte also used to date Melbourne stripper and influencer Will Parfit. Do these people date outside this celebrity world? Asking for myself. Oh my God, oh my God. Turns out Big Brother was not the first show Brenton Balicki applied for. A source tells So Dramatic that he also went through the casting process for The Bachelorette during Angie Kent's season. They said Brenton was up to the final stages for The Bachelorette and even went to the casting days in Sydney. He was put in the same group as Jamie Doran and Jackson Carly. <laughs> wow, what a sliding doors moment. Oh my God, oh my God. Speaking of The Bachelorette, a little update on Kieran Stott, who is currently in Greece filming the Swedish version of the show. So I think that I have finally worked out how the hell Kieran got on the radar of the Swedish casting producers. One Channel 10 production source explained to So Dramatic, Angie's season aired in Sweden about a year after it aired here and they loved it. So they would be very familiar with Kieran and that's why they would have reached out to him. And I can confirm that he will be going on as an Aussie Bachelor star like they do sometimes with Bachelor in Paradise. However, they only saw the Bachelorette version of Kieran <laughs> and not the Kieran we all got to see on Bachelor in Paradise. <laughs> Lucky them. He will be loving himself sick over there with all of the babes throwing themselves at him. Or not. <laughs> they might be like, who's this tatted up chef? Now, it turns out that during the last season of The Swedish Bachelor, a little bit of history here, they had one American contestant who didn't speak Swedish, and apparently it was so painful to watch. She felt super left out at times, and it was super, super awkward. One listener living in Sweden explained that Swedes speak pretty perfect English, but they hate speaking it, and the show is 95% in Swedish. Another Swedish listener wrote in and said, "'Geez, I didn't know I had so many international listeners. Good to know.'" They said, hi, I just listened to your episode about Kieran Stock coming on The Bachelorette Sweden, which is so funny. I'm Swedish and love your podcast. I will definitely be watching the show and can report to you about what goes down. This year's Bachelorette actually has an ex with a similar look, brackets, lots of tattoos and blonde, and with a bit of a wild personality. I can definitely see Kieran going far, brackets. <laughs> If her ex wasn't a fuckboy and scared her away from similar guys, which is also very possible. <laughs> the language thing will probably be fine because most Swedes speak English fluently. Now, after hearing this, I was intrigued. So I looked up the Swedish bachelorette. Her name is Julia Franzen. She's absolutely drop dead gorgeous, like a Victoria's Secret model. So Kieran is going to be very happy. I will share a photo of her on Instagram at so dramatic podcast underscore. Julia also said in a recent press release, a lot of people probably think that I'm looking for a typical costume guy who is handsome and tall and has a good career. But the most important thing to me is that he's safe and fun. I want a slightly crazy guy who is a little bit chaotic. 
I've met a lot of people, but it was never right. Now I think it's time. So maybe Kieran will have a good chance at stealing her heart after all. Oh my God. Oh my God. Now, before we move on to our final So Scandalous segment, I just want to make note of the fact of something very exciting and very, very groundbreaking that happened this week that we have to acknowledge. The Australian media watchdog, ACMA, announced that they were officially investigating Married at First Sight after receiving a number of record complaints about the last season. Speaking to the Herald Sun, a representative from the Australian Communications and Media Authority affirmed, the ACMA has commenced an investigation into episodes of the 2021 season of MAFS and is currently assessing the scope of the investigation, noting the range of issues raised in complaints over several episodes. A significant number of the complaints alleged the program included personally abusive interactions between participants, mainly Bryce Rudvin and his wife, Melissa Rawson, via gaslighting, social, verbal and mental abuse, and that the program perpetuated and promoted the theme of domestic abuse. The investigation comes after a Change.org petition was created demanding Channel 9 apologise to viewers for airing triggering scenes involving gaslighting groom Bryce and his hostage wife, Melissa. Praise be. Now, I just want to read out one comment that I saw on Instagram that I thought summed up my thoughts exactly. They said, hopefully the ACMA will be able to show Melissa the moral high ground that the experts failed to convey. Fingers crossed, she also realizes that she was hand led into a domestic violence dynamic by a TV show that purported to be finding her love. That maths allowed her to believe Bryce's behavior was that of a loving husband who not only gaslighted her, and they promoted this across to the women slash partners slash girlfriends of Australia also. Yes, we understand it's reality TV, but it's how they chose to handle the behaviours that is where the fault lies. Let's hope the moral police prevail this time. We can only hope. Hope and pray, everyone. This is bad behaviour. Everybody calm down. It's a case for the FBI. So scandalous. Detective Megapus back on the case again this week. So last episode, sorry, episode 77, two weeks ago, I revealed that Christina had been allegedly dating a guy named Trent while she was in the Big Brother house. A guy that a number of people who know her say she's been with for three years now, despite her romances in the Big Brother house with Mitchell and Brenton. Go back and listen to that episode if you haven't already before proceeding past this point, just so you're up to speed with where we're at with this investigation. I also dropped some receipts backing these claims up on Instagram at SoDramaticPodcast underscore if you want to go and take a look at those as well. Now, despite the insider information and the receipts, many people were still doubting my claims. I don't know how many times I've got to tell you. This is not a fake news site. Christina even commented on the post and wrote in capital letters, fake news, a comment she later deleted. Her friends and fans then swarmed the post, leaving a number of savage comments about me in defense of Christina. It was very intense. They then started trolling me on my personal page, got very full on and very personal, which was not necessary. Now, I was also speaking to Christina privately at the time, and I'm going to read out her statement to me in the pursuit of journalistic fairness, of course. I'm always open to hearing both sides of the story when it is available. Christina said, Hi, Megan. Thank you so much for the message. I just thought it wouldn't hurt to clear up a few things before things may get misinterpreted. I was dating Trent from 2019 to January 2020, in which we ended up breaking up. From then, we remained very good friends, both seeing other people during the time we ended until October when I eventually went into the house. 
fair to say I was very single. I would never ever cheat on anybody or be that type of person as I have been cheated on in both relationships. I understand the comments may across as though him and I may have more going on, but I can assure you it's just very friendly. Sorry if I came across flirtatious in my comment section, but I would never do something so malicious just to get on reality TV, if that helps clear the air at all. She then said, I understand it's your job and it should not have come across that way at all on my end. I was just trying to defend myself and went about it poorly because the last thing I would ever want is to be mistaken for a cheater. So that was in relation to the comments her and her friends were leaving on the page. Fair enough. She then went on to clarify even more and said, I can confirm to you that we are not together, but remain in contact as friends. I'm sorry on behalf of the three girls that commented from my end. I've asked them to remove the comments they left straight away. There was no trip in October because I was in hotel quarantine from October 1st, 2020 in Sydney to get into the house. And we were in a complete state lockdown for five months prior to that. This includes a five kilometer radius from where I live. We could not exceed that. Trent lived a little while away. I do not celebrate Easter and his family invited me to Easter for lunch. As you can see, the caption was nothing romanticized at all. She's referring to the photo that his mother posted of them together, which was captioned with two love hearts. She then said, he hugged me in the photo. He did not have his tongue down my throat. I'm happy to send through pictures of me and my girlfriends where I have my hands on their laps. It's what people tend to do in a pose. I directly messaged his mum to take it down because she wants nothing to do with the spotlight. This is very unfair for her and Trent also. I made it clear as well that Trent was seeing other people prior to me going to the house. We were both single for at least eight months before my big brother experience. Thank you. Now, just to get the third side of the story out, let me read out what Trent said on Instagram. He wrote, me and Chrissy are mates. We were both single when this was being filmed. Very single, obviously. I have too much self-respect to sit here and be with someone who was seen to be with someone else on national TV for my family and friends to see. If we were in a relationship during the show, I would be long gone by now, believe me. But I'm not because we are friends and friends support each other. Now, in order to get to the bottom of this mess, I went back to my original source and put Christina's response to them. Now, this is what they said. Witness one called to the stand. They said, what the hell? That is not true. She's clearly with him now and hiding it. I know that for a fact. I wish I had my old phone. I have so many screenshots of photos of them together just before Big Brother. They have both wiped their social media accounts clean of all of the evidence. His mum also deleted the photo off Instagram after your episode went up. That just shows that they are hiding something. They went on, if they weren't together, as they are saying, why hang out with your hands on each other's laps and stuff if you haven't dated in years? It makes no sense. He also leaves comments on every single photo of hers on her page all the time and vice versa. Stuff like, I love you, good job boo, love hearts, etc, etc. They are clearly together. Now, we all know that social media is a language that we all should be fluent in at the moment and I tend to agree. But they then added, why does she hang out with his family every weekend on stories I have seen? They are definitely together now, so she's trying to push this narrative that she's gushing over Brenton. It's laughable. And again, why did the mum delete the photo if there's nothing to hide or they're just friends? She deleted it because it made them look bad and gave the whole thing away. I am so sorry they're bullying you on this post. It's disgusting. They're making themselves look like victims in this situation. I'm so angry at the lies. Then they added, to play devil's advocate, 
Maybe they did break up before the show started, but they are definitely still together now. Now, that just left me as confused as ever. So I then did the same for the contestant who had confirmed the information and provided some of their own last week. I went back to them for a rebuttal and put Christina's claims to them, and this is what they said. Witness 2. Christina told contestants about this relationship after filming and then came clean, and now that it's come out in the media, she's changed her tune and said that they were on a break during the show. If they broke up to go on the show, that's just as bad because clearly she did that just to win. Lockdown was in October. Melbourne had to quarantine for two weeks. She's told some of us that she's worried it's going to cost her the $250,000 prize. She's freaking out. She's worried it's going to affect her chances of winning the game. The contestant then added, Why wouldn't they lie? $250,000 is at stake. I would probably lie for $250,000 too. Christina made up lies about Jess and the Big Brother house multiple times that never made it to air. So who is to say she's not lying about this boyfriend as well? I think the whole sweet and innocent and nice girl character she puts on the show is all an act. She's using the love story to win because that's what Chad and Sophie did last year and she knows that it will get the most airtime and win her favour with the public. Their words, not mine. Witness three. Another contestant came forward this week to dish on this ever-unfolding saga, saying, Apparently they broke up before the show and they're heaps good friends now. I've only ever heard that they dated before the show and apparently his comments are as a friend and he's just supporting her. But that's just what she's told me, so who knows? Guys, bear with me. This is a very long investigation. I've still got one, two, three more witnesses to call to the stand. Witness four. Now, after that post was blowing up with the drama on Instagram, I then had even more friends of Christina and Trent slide into my DMs with more information on this ever-unfolding saga. They were all too scared to comment publicly and all wished to remain anonymous, so I just want to note that. One of them told So Dramatic, Hey girl, I'd like to stay anon because I'm a very anxious person. I am friends with Christina from Big Brother's boyfriend's cousin. Bit of a mouthful, but I hope you get it. So hold up. This person is friends with Trent's cousin, who Christina is allegedly dating. This friend told me that Christina makes it to the final three. Now, I'm not going to say the names as I know some people don't want Big Brother spoilers, but I will talk about the final three at the end of this segment and let you know who makes it to the end. But I will give a huge, huge spoiler alert before I do that. So hold that thought. (laughs) They went on. Christina said producers made her have all of these love interests slash stories. Apparently, she told Trent what happens in the show isn't that bad in regards to her on-screen love affairs. Guess we'll have to wait and see. Her and Trent are 100% in a relationship and they were during filming. They then added, I met Trent not long ago and I wish that I knew him so I could have hounded him with questions. (laughs) This is probably all old tea and I just wanted to send it in sooner, but I was too scared. (laughs) Keep it up. They then sent me a photo of Christina and Trent from when they dated. So I'll pop that up on Instagram as well. Witness five. Please keep me private, but I can confirm Christina is dating Trent. Also, she has said she makes it to the top three with a guy and an older lady. Now I can confirm that that last bit of info is correct, which I'll go into in a minute. So that is a good sign. So far, so good. They seem to be reliable. Witness four added... I guess she had to save face while the show was on. I think he was cool with her going on. And then when she was obviously home, she really downplayed what went on during the show. But wait, the plot thickens even more. 
Another person wrote in saying, Hey girl, was listening to your podcast today. Saw Christina yesterday in Geelong having lunch at Folklore where Brett from Married at First Sight works. God, the reality TV world is so (laughs) incest. They said, this guy has been busy working at the restaurant. Ha ha. Anyway, (laughs) I heard that she's now dating another guy. Not the one that you mentioned on the podcast. His name is Patrick Iridell. I was told that she's now dating Patrick. One of my friends knows Daniel, brackets, from Big Brother. When I told her that Christina was at the restaurant and that I didn't know she was from Geelong or Melbourne, she told me that apparently she was dating Daniel's son's best friend, brackets, what a mess, haha. She sent me a photo of Patrick, but I don't have any receipts. I just thought it was funny that in your podcast, you were spilling the tea about Trent and on the same day, my friend told me about Patrick as well. So who knows? Maybe the girl is dating a few guys, haha, or people in Geelong like to make up stories. Okay, guys, that is all the witnesses I'm going to call to the stand today. So I did a little bit of digging of my own and I found out that Patrick is not only best friends with Daniel's son, he also works for Daniel. So there is another connection. This reality TV world is so small. So there is another connection to this intricate web. Now, one last thing. Further to all of this, Christina has also been spotted on dates with Brenton since filming ended, and he said that they FaceTime regularly. But I'm even more confused because then he also liked the post that I made about Christina and her secret boyfriend that she had in the house during filming. My head is spinning. What does this all mean? I reached out to Brenton for a comment, but he's yet to respond. If anyone else has any information regarding this very, very serious investigation, Please slide into my DMs. We must get to the bottom of this. Now, before we go, just a little spoiler alert ahead. I'm going to tell you guys who the top three finalists for Big Brother are. I was refraining from spoiling because I know that Big Brother audiences don't like spoilers, but a few of you have been asking for it, so I will spoil away. Now, my information matched the names of the two sources above who said they'd spoke to Christina and she'd also said the same top three. Spoiler alert ahead, skip about 10 seconds if you do not want to know who is the final three for Big Brother. Last warning, the final three for Big Brother are Marley, Christina and SJ. Thank me later and hashtag gamble responsibly. Warning. Oh my God. Okay, let's focus. Guys, that is not all the tea I've got for you today. I have split today's episode up into two parts. In part two, I will be investigating a massive Big Brother cover-up that may or may not prove the show is rigged. A huge Big Brother conspiracy theory has been bubbling away under the surface this week after Charlotte's elimination. This is so explosive and so, so scandalous that if it's true, this could have huge legal ramifications for the show. Guys, I know that not all of you are watching Big Brother, but if you're not, I still feel like you will enjoy this episode because it is so interesting to hear the lengths producers will go to to manipulate storylines and cover up their dirty little tricks. So I do recommend going and having a listen to that now. Part two. See you there. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So Dramatic with Megan Pacetto. 